We're back once again. There we go. And we've got the one and only Boy Detox. I'm back. Jessica oh, Matthews, so good to aka have you back. the Boy Detox. <laughs> it's so good to have you back. How Thank you doing? Good. I'm very good. You've been off, living your best life in Bali. I have been. The island of gods, as they call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, before we do, welcome back to Men Know Nothing. I'm Dan. You I'm are. Dwayne. And this is the podcast giving you the unqualified advice you never ask for on a regular basis. Yes. Exactly. There we go. That's, that's his thing that he does. Yeah, that's, that's well, because we need to intro, you know, it's gotta, we've got to have an intro. And then subscribe to all our stuff. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, you've been off to the island of the gods. Mm-hmm. The place where people run from something or are looking for something. Oh, it's so, great. I'm so oh. jealous. Oh, living in Bali. What about you? Were you running from something? or <laughs> No, to, but I completely changed my life. Explain. Just, In what way? Yeah, like, well, just what, packed what? up all my shit, all mm. my apartment. I got made redundant. Yeah. Um, and I decided to move to Bali. So good. And it's been what? When did you, when did you it's go It's been a couple Feb? of months now. End like of three March. End of March. End of March. June, July, August. So, what month are we in? We're in June. June. Fuck, we're in June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in he went June. past yeah, yeah. June into August and didn't even realize <laughs> yeah, September, yeah, yeah. October. Oh, how how has it been like settling in to Bali compared to you know Australia? It has been wild. Like Bali throws challenges at you left, right, and center. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. it's to test your resilience. Yeah, and it certainly has test, tested my resilience. Um, like just shit goes wrong all the time, but you kind of just have to duck and weave around it. Do you miss stuff? Do you miss stuff? And like. That's the funny thing. I don't really miss stuff. I yeah, miss fair. like my mum, my brother, like water out of the tap. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you just miss <laughs> the simple, simple things. things. Like yeah. a good burger, just having like a good cheeseburger. What are yeah. you talking about? Oh, it's hard. Great no, cheeseburgers in, I in bought, Bali. Like Indonesian food is obviously great, but I'm saying when I wanted like Western food, I found it really hard to just find like like good in Bali. So much great food there. Yeah, I found it quite hard. Yeah. You weren't looking, man. There's oh, literally fair, so yeah, many yeah. nice burgers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because well, I just maybe just kept going down. But the, you literally the, just went to Western strip. food yeah, and yeah, yeah. ate Western food the no, whole time. I love you were Balinese there. food. I love Balinese food. But like sometimes you. Is you, that just really is it that easy? Whenever to get? we were yeah, there, oh, you fair, only okay, had Western fair. food. Wow. They're like people. I mean, he's people so just fucking, say, what are you talking so about? So fucking uncultured. <laughs> There's so many burger and pizza places. There's actually okay, loads fair. of Western food. Yeah. Okay, but no, like even through all the challenges, even the worst things, when the shittest things happened. I still wasn't like, I want to come home. Yeah, fair. I've made, a, I've made a bad decision. I just knew, like, it was just right. I love the uh, the close friend story. There's always, yeah. there, yeah. oh, it is just great to see. So FYI, for people listening, um, on my Instagram page, I run a TBDD, which is the Bali Dating Diaries, mm-hmm. on my close friend stories. Mm. And that's all the insights about the dating that I do in Bali. So it's you very get good. deeper stuff. And it, it, like, it actually taught me a lot doing that because it was a chance to reflect and you're saying things out loud to people Mm. some of it was super like some of it was a bit catty but some of it was actually very vulnerable what made you want to split it up into close friends yeah Yeah. just because i needed to have some privacy around it and i also promised myself that i wasn't there to do defamation so Mm. no one's named yeah. Everyone gets a nickname. Everyone gets a nickname. Yeah, there are some good nicknames as well. No yeah, one's... You got, you got some good nicknames. There's no photographs of peop- like yeah, people yeah, yeah. or anything like that. So Very respectful. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, nicknames, we obviously do this What Would You Do segment at the start yeah. of every episode. <laughs> so, the boy Detox has one for the a listeners. Fucking a great story. Do um, what I do. Yeah. Yes. Do what I do. So, please so, take indulge. Yeah. I've heard this story before, but it's... Yeah. Um, it's always Everybody great. Everybody loves this story. So I also run dating confessions every week on TBD, and I feel like this story has just made me win dating confessions for the rest of the year slash my life. 
I met a guy at um, a club in Bali on a Tuesday night and I saw him and I was like, oh, fuck, that's a bit of it's a bit of my type. He's like tall, dark, handsome tattoos, all that sort of stuff. And we talked for a little bit. <laughs> Just put the thumbs up. <laughs> we talk. It wasn't me, guys. It, w- it wasn't, Dwayne. <laughs> it wasn't me. His case. name starts with D. Everyone's li- everyone's <laughs> name starts with D I at the it. moment in my life. There's lots of D's, there's lots of A's. It's weird. I'm sure there was. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of vitamin D. Um, so I met him in a club. We chatted a bit, mm, you know, like not much banter. He's kind of like hot but dumb, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Went home with him and I got on the back of his bike and this should have been the first red flag. He was driving a Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. And in Bali, that's completely redundant. You do not need. <laughs> There's no power. need for a Harley no. Davidson in Bali. He, he couldn't not drive it. He couldn't drive it. Oh. It's manual. He couldn't drive it for shit. Anyway. Stopped at Pit Stop on the way home. If you're in Bali, you'll understand that Pit Stop is a late night burger place. Burger place, there you go. He ate his burger in three bites. Um, this is important for the story later. <laughs> and um, like I hadn't, I, I hadn't even touched my burger. And um, anyway, we went home and back to yours. Back to my place. Mm. My housemate was there with her brother. They were chatting in the lounge room. I kind of went out to talk to them, but this guy ended up like sort of turning up to my bedroom. And I was like, all right, cool, we're doing the thing, are we? <clears throat> so he gets into my bed and he really wanted to watch the soccer. We missed the soccer, right? Oh, yes. There were no bars yeah, open. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets in my bed and starts watching the soccer and we start cuddling. And then he says, I haven't had sex for ages and like, you know, like for quite a while. And I'm like, mm, this is weird. Like, you're a good looking guy. Why? Anyway, so I th- we started kissing, I think. And he's like, oh, can we just cuddle? And I was like, oh, what the fuck are you here for? All right. Let's just fucking just cuddle. Just Yeah, I am. Like, what, why are you in my bed? Anyway, we went to sleep. I woke up in the morning. I always wake up earlier than everyone. I went to the bathroom. I went back out to the room and I was like, hmm, it smells in here. I was like, oh, yeah, people kind of smell when they sleep. Guys smell when they sleep. You know, normal. So I went to the kitchen, was doing some stuff, and I came back and he'd moved around in the bed a little bit and there was like a a stain on the sheets and I was like, oh my God. I think I was at the end of my period. So I was like, "Have I? did I bleed <laughs> in the middle of the night? Like I, I would realize. Um, and then as he moved again, I realized that no, he'd shat the bed. Oh. And it was not a little bit of shit. Oh it God. was shit everywhere. And so I, because I'm quite, I'm so polite that I just kind of like turned around and ran out. It was like, I, I can't approach, I can't confront this guy about this. I would love to have been there at that moment that you decided to leave the room. I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck oh is going on? So he shut the bed and then he, you know, kind of got up and got out of bed and had realized obviously what he'd done. So when I came back the next time, he was in the bathroom where he'd taken the sheets off <laughs> Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm sick. And I'm like, yeah, mate, you reckon? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, do you want me to get you anything? I'll get you a hydrolyte. I'll get you some water, whatever. Fair play him for like trying to nurse him back to health. I just wanted him to get the fuck out. <laughs> and then Don't I Don't offer him a hydrolyte. I know. Don't offer him things. He'll stay. I, I went back in, gave him the hydrolyte. He fell asleep <laughs> holding the hydrolyte. I went I like this. 
I went back out of the room like many, many times and then I went back in and he tried to have sex with me. <laughs> but he was wearing my T-shirt, which is – a, a guy's t-shirt. Shout out to the guy that gave me that shirt. I love it, but you know mm. now it's dead. Um, so he tried to have sex with me after he'd shat in my bed, and I said no. Can I just ask how did he try and like what, what was the line after everything? Tends to get the yeah, yeah, well, just, How did he, insta- how did he, he instigate like, it? We were sitting down, I think, and he was like cuddling up to me, and his dick was in my back, and I was like, "You've got to be <laughs> fucking <laughs> kidding me!" Like, the and confidence, it, the confidence. And now, the now the dick is hard. Of course it is after with a shitty ass. He's gonna yeah. shit. He bumming a hard dick. Fuck. I love it. He's like, let's give it a go. Let's I let it go. go. Like a guy with a t-shirt on and no pants. No, it's this is deck hammer from the bottom of it. Nah, it's, it's not hot. Like fuck. That is hilarious. And yeah. eventually, I had to be like, I'm going to the gym. I'm fucking whatever. I'm moving to Africa. Like you need to leave my house. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sick. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you can't drive. <laughs> Get picked up. Leave. <laughs> And he left, thank God. And then he kind of messaged me and he was like, um, it was really good to meet you. I'm sorry. You might need to wash the sheets. Oh, you and reckon, I was do like, I don't think I need to wash these sheets. They need them. to be burnt. Mm. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll pay, blah, blah, blah. To his credit, he actually did pay yeah, for the sheets. Yeah, he did send me the money. Yeah, he sent Saw me the, the money. Are they expensive sheets or something? Two fifty. Oh, fuck, yeah, fair. Did yeah. you have to say to the Airbnb host that someone shot in the sheets? Or no, did you I just, just replaced them. Okay. Yeah. I just replaced them. Um, $250 for sheets is yeah. not bad. Well, I went to yeah, I went to the shops and that's how much they were. So, oh, yeah. Actually I went, just, I just I think like in that situation, I was saying this before, I'm like, if I was in there and I shat on someone's bed, the thought process to be like, A, I'm going to try and shag them. And B, I'm going to go back to sleep and not just leave. That's no how what sick made I me am. angry. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah. That's I'm what taking my sick. I will throw up on the road while exactly. I'm just trying to get home. I just That's need to what be made me angry. Space. Like, I need, like, he should have. He d- And when I went into the bathroom to get the sheets, they were just on the floor. Like, he hadn't even attempted to wash Shit them. Shit side oh down as well, God. just touching the floor. And it's just like. So I had to move these, fu- like, I had to move these sheets. Like I've still got photos of it. Yeah. So I can still smell it. So that so, so days later, the sex was good though, right? <laughs> <laughs> he actually messaged me and he was like, can you not tell anyone about this? And We're not like, telling anyone. Um, no, I'm yeah, not. never. would never ever dream of it. And then oh. I kept I kept running into him in, in clubs because he's a bit of a party boy. And uh, oh. he, to be fair to him, he did approach me and he was like kind of sheepish and he was like, I'm really sorry, blah, blah. And I was like, it's okay. It that is to insane. The best of oh, that is so, like at the time, did you find it funny at all? Or were you like, this is. I think I was in shock. Yeah, fair. I think I was in shock. But yeah, it was fucked. But he did send me the money. He so, did say sorry. And yeah. you're probably ruining pit stops. Uh, like income. Fuck. You're probably not making any revenue because you're just oh. telling the story. And he went to pit stop and then he shut his bed. Look, I mean, if, I think it's probably a combination of like pit stop. I think he was doing ket. And um, barley yeah. belly, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. and barley belly is real, right? Yeah. I've had it, but I didn't shit myself in a bed. Yeah, I've had it really bad before. I never yeah. had it. Yeah. Food. I love like, that. Story. I was vomiting, oh. but I do. You've got some great stories. Yeah, you just you just they're great. But I was so angry; it ruined my day. Like the next day, I was just cleaning up shit. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have sex, and he pretty much put me off my type because he was he was. <gasps> Very my type. He's like maybe six four, six five, built, tattoos, dark. One man's just ruined it for the rest of us. I know. You'll be back. 
There's only a matter of time. <laughs> Back to the dark side. <laughs> oh, I love oh, that. I love that. But yeah, p- apart from that shitty experience, excuse mm-hmm. the, the pun, like, what a, like, Dating how, how else yeah. was it in Bali in terms of, like, the dating scene? Because I obviously mentioned about to you the other day how I think if I was to live in Bali for that length of time, I think I'd want to do it with a partner. Because mm-hmm. I think the living there and dating constantly and having the repetitive, but also like we were saying, very different. Even though you do the same thing every day, it always feels different because yeah. there's so many new people. Um, what's it been like for you when it came like to dating and and going off and doing your little well, little holiday romances and I think stepping date- out of your comfort zone as well? Dating gets a bad rap in Bali because it is that like um, transient, like people in, people Fantasy out. There's a, lot of, kind of there's a lot of fuckboys and there are. Yeah. But mm. it's fun. And the good thing about it being it does move quicker and it moves quicker because it's so – everybody's so easily accessible. So you can someone can text you on a Wednesday at two and be like, yo, you want to go for a drink tonight? And it's a dollar twenty on a Gojek to meet them. You can meet them at seven, be home by nine. And you haven't spent that much time, that much money, whatever. It's just so much easier and it moves quicker. Mm. So then you kind of process through things a lot quicker. So even if somebody upsets you or breaks your heart or whatever, it happens more quickly. quickly. Do you think that also makes it hard to kind of maybe find someone who you want to date there because things just move so quickly and rapidly and you know everyone's really accessible? I think so. Mm. I think that, I mean, look, to be fair, I think we often as humans, we date for experience or we date with intention. And I tend to date for experience. And so Bali is a great Mm. place to do that because there's no shortage of opportunities to have new experiences with new people, which is amazing. You've got that holiday mode mm-hmm. as well, where it's like almost if we're in like normal life and after two dates, someone's like, oh, I'm, you know, we were saying I'm, I'm taking this girl to the Gold Coast for five days. You're like, bro, what are you doing? You've just met her. Yeah. But in Bali, it's different. You can kind of like, like have normal. that. Like, it's almost like when I, I don't know if you found when I did farm work, like there are all these like really intense romances. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's only short lived. So it's like they just yeah. go like, you know, a, a fucking 30 miles an hour um, or or whatever. And it's like, I think it's the same for Bali, obviously, because you know, it's going to be short lived. You're like, fuck, we'll just, just dive go in right in. First yeah. yeah. Just, you know, go for gold. Well, yeah, there's two big experiences that came out of it for me, but the first one um was with a guy that did live there but it was still we still had that like uh you know like things happen quickly and he would text me at like 11 in the morning and be like do you want to go down to Uluwatu for the day and I'd be like okay why not you know um because why not because you could yeah yeah Yeah. it's cool as well like yeah Yeah. like why the fuck not and it's so different and it's Mm. so fun it's so different from just being like oh we're gonna go out for a drink but not. it's it's crazy how your environment changes your your concept um of yeah. dating because like we we're saying if you're in sydney and you just met someone and they were like let's go to jervis bay for for the weekend that you just met twice you'd, you'd kind of like, say oh, what, the what the, you, this guy is a fucking creep yeah. i don't know you you could be anyone la da 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 this is very love bombing and he's yeah. gonna pay for this like airbnb yeah this guy's got issues but in bali you literally could meet someone like you have and then after the second date they could just say do you want to go to Uluwatu and you just go just because of the environment you're in and you kind of gone there to like you said experience life yeah and then by accepting these invitations even though it might seem this is intense you're more open to the idea of going and just living within the intensity 
Yeah. Like there's a guy you met and you were just you, you just got on the back of his bike and then yeah, you, that's, that was the guy that's that Uruatu. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Romain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wet lettuce. That's I had a really interesting ex- experience with him actually because I met him and I was like, mm, you know, like half like <sighs> half into it, not really. He was chasing me around for a week and I was just like, he was, it was like, just like, like, like lunch, on a bike. dinner, <laughs> lunch, dinner, breakfast. And I was like, mm, like, calm down. We both live here. Like, chill. It'll happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, like, I after after a week I saw him and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's pretty cute. But I had this, like, really weird experience with him where I could see both because usually when you're emotionally invested, you just go with the emotions and you're, like, all the way in. Mm. But I was – Rash, I was able to be rational about it and be like, mm, I don't actually like this guy that much. Like, there's a lot of things that probably don't line up with me when not actually that compatible. However, I enjoyed the fact that it was early days for me in Bali. I enjoyed the fact that he would come pick me up and take me out for dinner on a Wednesday, or and like I'd go and meet his friends for dinner, or I'd go down to Uluwatu. So I developed that kind of attachment despite not thinking he was actually compatible for me Mm. so i could understand what was happening like in parallel sort of thing yeah yeah. why do you think you're like you have that mindset because i feel like that's usually not you how do you think i usually am emotional yeah like you i think like you say you normally go in for the experience yeah the experience and then with this there seemed to have been like maybe a bit of intention well i did I don't know. I went into it for the experience and I was just going with it, but I could also just see I was being careful because I could see how he was working it. Like he would send me good morning baby texts, which would make me want to vomit. (laughs) And I would freak out. I'd be like, oh my God, like I've just been in Bali for two weeks. I don't need a boyfriend, blah, 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 you know. But I could see that he was creating this like false sense of intimacy between us so that it. I did think it was kind yeah, of a okay. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it works because, like, I did get a little bit dragged into it and I was a little bit attached, but at the same time I knew what was happening. Like, I knew that's what he was doing, mm. but and I wasn't that compatible with him. Like, there are a lot of things that didn't quite fit. Um, So, yeah, it was like this just really interesting experience where I could see both sides. But, yeah, I still – I didn't like him, but I liked – Going along for the yeah for the, the exact, ride like the ride yeah, yeah literally yeah yeah and so every time I kind of thought like oh he hasn't texted back I'm annoyed or I'm upset about it I have to be like dickhead yeah fuck this is in your head yeah. yeah and you just like it because he's picking up on his bike and taking you out and you don't really have you know it's just there and it's easy and it's nice well, at least you knew that that mm. was the reason why yeah because sometimes you can be there stuck in like this limbo where you're kind of like not sure why you're entertaining it, even though you know you're not really into it, but you're like, I'm still going to go with it. But the fact that you kind of were aware yeah. of the reasons why you were going with with the flow. Yeah, I was very good. aware of it. Yeah. And usually I wouldn't be. Usually I'd be like, mm, this is not quite right, but I'm going to go with it because it feels mm. good right now. And then I'd probably be more disappointed on the other yeah, side exactly. of it. But I could see what was what was happening. What would you say like the um the your top five, maybe most, negative reasons or negative experiences when it comes to dating in Bali? Like, why would you tell say to someone not to do it? Mm. Not to date in Bali? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Mm. I think if you are actually looking for a partner, um, then you have to be careful because obviously there is a lot of people that are like 
coming in and out of Bali. Yeah. They're dating like digital nomads, people that just can move around like 24 seconds. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's why they're there, yeah. really. Yeah, so you've got to be careful with <clears> that. If you don't like rejection, then I would say don't date in Bali because there's a lot of rejection. <laughs> or Sydney. <laughs> Honestly, I would get like yeah. – but I got so used to it in the end because I would like approach five different guys in a club every night or whatever. Love that. And okay. you just, I was just that. like – but um, you just – I got turned down by so many guys, mm. so many, um, even sometimes just in a look or like a, like they completely ignored me or whatever. But, um, yeah, so you really need to develop a thick skin around it. Um, and you also have to understand that hmm, there's a lesson, interesting lesson came from like seeing a guy that was sleeping with my housemate and she was in a club at the same time as him. And like, obviously you think that they're going to hook up and he was kind of with another girl, like another group of girls and his mate was with another girl too. And I remember looking at the girl and thinking like, like she's much better but it's it doesn't matter it's just like who's there at the time time. yeah Yeah. it really doesn't matter so transactional it can be transactional Mm. you need a thick skin you need to get used to rejection you need to understand that if you are dating for intention you have to be really careful um and i think you do also need to understand whether one night stands are for you Mm. because you can do that Forever yeah. in Bali. Yeah. You can do that you forever. Do that um, and I also think I learned like women actually do hold the keys to sex. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, obviously. In, in, in what way? Like in what way do you think you've learned that? Well, I was at a club one night and I was talking to a guy for a bit. He fucked off with his mates to get a drink. Um, we came back, started talking again, and then he kind of like dipped out of me. It was a bit like it was rude. And I remember thinking, like, fuck this guy. And then when we left, I went to go and say goodbye to him. And he just turned to his mate and was like, give me my keys. And he's like, okay, let's go. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm coming with you. (laughs) So as soon as I decided that I was leaving, he decided he would come with me, you know. So I think we have a lot more power. Yeah, yeah. Than, I mean, if, if, you know, if women want to go out and get laid, they'll most likely get laid. If men want to go out and get laid, it might not always happen. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Like, yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot more power game. to it. Um, and what else? I think, yeah, you've got to get, yeah, you've got to get used to the fact that not all of them will, yeah, some of them will leave too. Do you think there's a potential to like be really emotionally hurt? Because like you said, when it comes to dating in Bali, things can move quite quickly. So mm-hmm. if you were to meet a guy or a girl in Bali and you ended up maybe doing the whole hanging out for a couple of days and then you end up going away for a bit and then you end up finding that connection but knowing that it's going to end at some point. I think this is very pointed. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just asking a question. I'm just a very good interviewer. <laughs> but do, do you think that? Though? Cause, Absolutely. Because I, when I think back to when I, even when I was traveling and stuff, when I was in Thailand, I say I've said this about oh, what's the most insane thing you've done like on a date? And it was I was in P and then I left P and oh, I, I went story, to another yeah. island to meet a girl that I actually met earlier in the travel in Kotao. I'm like I would never do that in mm-hmm. the real world, but in Chami did. But even over those three or four days that I was there, like the intensity of like the yes. experience was so high. It's relationship mode, yes, like, like, like fully relationship, relationship mode. mode yeah. Um, and then 
but you you kind of know it's going to end at one point. So it's almost like you're doing it knowing you're going to yeah. break your own heart just yeah, purely exactly. for the experience. That's exactly the language that I use around it. Like, yeah. Uh, exactly that happened to me. Plot twist. Um, and with Jermaine. It, with, yeah, with Jermaine. And um, it it was exactly that's the conversation we had you know this is oh you had that conversation we actually yeah. like i learned a lot from this experience because i was very vulnerable with him and i was very straight um so i was very straight up i said yeah. you know what i thought and what i wanted and um yeah we kind of agreed that it would be a barley thing and um but then you just i think once he said <laughs> yes like i would like to spend as much time as i can with you before i leave then you just fall into you it. You just dip right in. You yeah, just get yeah. on the roller coaster. I think it's almost like, do you reckon it's almost good for some people who haven't really understood emotional connection to even have that experience? Yeah. Because like, because it, it will teach you something. Like oh. it will teach you that you have the emotional availability. <laughs> yeah. You do have the like, the propensity to feel like that about someone. So when you come back into the real world, you can go, well, I can feel that way about someone clearly. That yeah, and it, it taught yeah. me exactly that. And yeah. I mean, I haven't really liked anyone since Sam. Um, yeah. Shout out Sam. Never listened, but my yeah. ex. Um, so it was very, it was definitely very emotional and very opening. And like I had to, I was vulnerable with him, which is very new. Yeah. I saw, um, I, I used to listen to this podcast called Enjoy, um, and it's three guys in a podcast that basically talk about dating and where they used to be and where they are. They're all in like the late mid, late to mid-30s. They're, or, cop- they're copying us. Are you fucking having a joke? Yeah, bastards. Um, but there was an episode where this guy was talking about how for years he was very much struggled with the idea of committing to someone because he was, he was just so afraid of being hurt and... He was obviously going to therapy for a while, and the therapist just said to him, "Look, Justin, um, the way you have to look at it is that you're always going to have to risk something, and the fact that you aren't or haven't been able to love, the way you have to look at it is you need to go into something and give it your all, mm-hmm. and then it's going to teach you well either one of two things: see, the one you go in, you give it your all, and it works out, and you prove to yourself that you are capable of love, and you live happily ever after, or two. You go and give it your all and it doesn't work out, but it shows you that you are capable of giving your all exactly. and giving someone all of your heart. But just because it doesn't work out doesn't mean that you're incapable of love. It just means that that person, that person wasn't for you. But trust in yourself that you're going to be able to get through whatever that experience mm. taught to you and like become better on the other side. And it might be because it is a, a more short-term experience and it is more intense that you are able to open up because you know it's a short time. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's like an at the sell by date, so you can kind of just do everything with no regrets. But then there's almost like no pressure to continue that intense amount of emotional connection because you know it will end. So you can really mm-hmm. just like empty your whole cup into that kind of thing. Yeah, go empty. I think I think sure. some people will benefit for that because I don't think it's all about winning the game. I think for some people, playing the game is winning the game because they never even tried to start in the first place. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's probably the case for me. Don't know about him. But... Do, you, do you think, I was going to ask, do you think that some of the short-lived romances that you would have in these places, if you brought them back to Sydney, do you think you would even have the same kind of conversation or the same thought process around them? Because there are some people that, even friends, when I used to like backpack and you have these like short-lived friendships yeah. and you bump into them in like another life and you're like, it's so different. You're like, yeah. fuck, we would have never been a thing. Like mm. It was just in the moment. It was just chemistry. It was just that like absolutely yeah. like absolutely not that wouldn't have ever happened in sydney because i mean to start yeah. with you need 
two weeks in your calendar to plan something <laughs> um, in Sydney. But you usually have like a calendar invite as well for them. Exactly. That, <laughs> so it wouldn't have happened. Um, and you just also wouldn't have had like, I mean, the way that I met Jermaine was um, at a club. Like mm. I was bored because, you know, I was... <laughs> In Bali, and he just he was one of the night. people that I approached yeah. the bar yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk to. Um, so you know, it all happened very accidentally, like very organically. But I also think um, that kind of brings me around to think about, well, if I was in Sydney, what I, and he lived here, would I like him? Like I think that mm, I yeah. like the I like the distance factor in it. It's a weird get. It's a weird thing, like to think <laughs> about when you're in those moments of like, would this work in like the outside world? What um you mentioned that obviously this guy is one of the only guys you like since this Sam person. Sam, yeah. What about him as a human got you to that point? Because obviously you've you've dated quite a bit, and no one has ever really got you to the point where you are willing to give that kind of yeah emotion towards it. What about someone who was literally like never your type? So um did that to you? Really important. It was how he made me felt, how he made me, how he made me, felt, <laughs> how he made me feel, and he always made me feel reassured. He always wanted me with him. He had no problems communicating to me that he <coughs> liked me and enjoyed my company. And every single time I was there, he showed up for me. So mm. I was kind of, I was testing along the way as I do because I, I'm. Like Fucked. risk, I need <laughs> I need to calculate the risk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And you so, and so, and we had a conversation about me staying a bit longer because he was staying, and he was like, "Yeah, of course. Like, if it was up to me, then yes." Um, but I kept, I was nervous about it, but I kept testing him, and I would say, "Like, so when will I see you? I'll see you tomorrow night." And of course, I saw him the next night. Like, he would always make sure I would come, I would be there with him. He would look after me, so he made me feel like. He really wanted to be around me um, and he was super into me. Like, mm. And he also was very openly affectionate with me too. So mm. there was no there was no question about... Mystery around it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair. He so, never made you doubt his intentions, really. No, yeah, no. exactly. Like, yeah, he was just all about me, I guess. And he kind of expressed that he... Like when we were talking about sex quite early on, mm. he'd, he'd expressed to me that he prefers to develop some sort of a connection with a woman because he needs mental stimulation. Mm. Same. So. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's so rude. <laughs> he needs um, mental stimulation. So he'd prefer to develop a connection and see someone for like a short, like for a period of time rather than just fuck about. So, you know, obviously that that worked for me too. Do you know what his, uh, his attachment style is? It's just giving me, from what you said, it just sounds secure, to be fair. Mm, interesting. I actually don't know. I know what his erotic blueprint is. I don't know what his love language is, actually. What do you think it is? His love languages. How do you think he Probably physical touch. Ta- physical you touch, think? Yeah. Because mm. he was very, very physical touchy with me. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> like, ev- like everywhere. Like the guy would, you know, kiss me in the middle of the street. You know, the, the straight down to Revolver. We're yes. walking down there one morning, he just like stopped and starts kissing me in the middle of the road. I'm like... But you're turned on. 
Fuck ours. Should we go to the club or should we just go? Girls love that. Let's get out of here. And like, you know, kissing me in restaurants in front of his friends, all that sort of stuff. So there was no doubt, you know, that he was That's mad that he was doing that though. Mad. As in like as in like cool that he was just so comfortable doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it though. I fuck with it heavy. I'm a big fan of that. Also, some of the initial conversations we had. I fuck with it heavy. I fuck with it heavy. I fuck with it heavy. Some of the initial conversations we had, because we didn't sleep together for, we spent like 48 hours together in bed and we just kissed. But some of the initial conversations we had were around, you know, like I said some, I said things about my past, like, about like my sexual peculi- peculiarities, yeah, mm-hmm. intricacies. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it sounds it's like, sounded, yeah. sounded like accurate. It sounds correct. like the right type of length of work, which <laughs> yeah. would fit in that sentence. Enough syllables to make it legit. <laughs> sexual intricacies and, um, you know, kind of things that I need in terms of reassurance and like, and like being like open in public is, is like a good, it's a green flag for me. But he was very receptive. Like everything I kind of said, he brought back around and did it. So, mm. do you think maybe because uh, obviously in Bali you had loads of free time, and I guess when you go to somewhere like that to work, your, your time does free up and the lifestyle changes. So obviously schedule will change. You think maybe because your life was so busy in Sydney and it was like a two week calendar invite before you could see someone. Yeah. That's yeah. literally probably why you weren't able to find connections that way. Maybe. Or was it a mixture? Maybe you, you're busy, plus you didn't even want to find one. I think it's probably B. Busy, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't want to find. No. I felt like you were very busy all the time. I'm always very yeah, busy. I was going to yeah. say, your calendar always like chock-a-block. Yeah. And I mean, Bali was busy too, like because I was mm. doing uh, language classes. I was looking for villas. I Have was... you been learning the language? Been relearning mm-hmm. Indo. Oh, relearning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was busy enough in Indonesia and I was working on TBD. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I was also doing. I was also in Bali dating for content. Con- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> you know, and to learn. So it's kind of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it definitely is. Like, and all of those things. It sounds like it definitely teaches you like a new facet of dating, relationships, people, dynamics of like. Should I just stop dating a normal type? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I completely dropped my type. In Bali, like completely. So from and to, like your old type was, and then your new type is. I don't have a type now. I don't have a type now. I mean, wet lettuce was. I mean, could have ruined it for everyone. French, French, but like attractive, but like short, shaved head. Like when you say short, though, you still mean above six foot. No. Oh. Under six foot. Like five, five eleven. Maybe no, probably five nine or something. Like he was five short. nine. Five ten, so yeah. sh- shorter than me. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm five ten. <laughs> but even all the like the other ones, the only one that was actually probably really my type was the basketball. That was the IBL player. Um, this guy was like six foot, seven foot, seven foot, Fuck. seven foot. Just, I'm just it curious. Sucked, Why do you need to be I'm that curious high. of how you guys look together because you were so tiny. How does he even going for a kid? Like, how is he is stupid? So- I was up to his elbow. Like, it, we only went on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> ridiculous. We only went on one date, and I actually think it was because I was too small. People would see them short. be like, "She is getting wrecked tonight." <laughs> she <laughs> is. It's so, so funny. I'm sorry, but you know, like you see Thor. Like, what's his name? Thor. You know, the guy in Game of Thrones and his missus. Oh. Okay. She is tiny. Have you oh, never seen yes, it? No, Thor, Thor like Bor- Borer. Nah, it's not, his name's not Thor. That's the god oh, of Lord and Thunder. No, no, but that's his like, wait, the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His name is Thor. His first name is Thor. 
Is that Thor boring something? No, that is his name. Is it? And his missus is like I've seen. I've seen the picture beside beside his missus. Very tiny. Jesus. Very, very tiny. That's like probably the first thing people message me when they meet you. I know. Yeah, you're small. When I've introduced her. Kaz messaged me being like, oh my God, I met the boy Detox. She's so tiny. I'm like... She's very small. Becky, yes. when we were at VCs, Becky's like, she's a very little person. You must, <laughs> you must should... look tall. On you. How? You kind of, you yeah. got big dick energy. That's why you okay, got some no, big yeah, dick energy. Like, but yeah, you don't yeah, look yeah. small when no. you when you're speaking to camera. No, no, no. Yeah, you like, got good energy. Yeah. But yeah, it's I, I'm tiny, and it, but everyone is <laughs> shocked. And I was just like, "What's my type? Seven foot." Fucking... I've decided that seven foot's too tall. I mean, Sam. Two. I've decided. <laughs> my, I mean, my ex is six eight, and that was fine. We got around that, yeah, but yeah. like seven foot. Yeah, he he actually flat out said to me like, "I I've never really been in a relationship that worked with any with a girl less than shorter than five eight. Mm. And I yeah, just think okay. I was too small for him. Like, <laughs> what oh, are you honestly, five? Five like five 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 three five three yeah fuck little so <laughs> what's um what's so you're obviously you're going back so you're going to be going back to Bali shortly after this is recorded mm-hmm. what's kind of the plans when you go back yeah. when it comes to the whole dating thing because obviously Jermaine yeah, is not going to be two. there you've probably spent your time with this dude at loads of now. different different spots. Mm. Yeah, so there's going to be memories brought back. What's kind of 100%, the what's yeah. going to be the, the am, vibe for you? I am kind of worried about. That. I mean, season. I mean, that was season one. Season two, I want it to be spicy. Season two is always better, but at the moment, it is a little bit like, and that's kind of part of the reason that I came home as well. I needed like a circuit Split breaker up, from yeah. it, um, mm. and I thought I was going to do some emotional processing, but I've actually been kind of okay. Um, but yes, definitely that will weigh. On my mind but i think like if nothing else ever ever comes from jermaine if i never see him again like he's really taught me like what i want and what i need and like he's That's awesome he's raised the bar mm. for sure like you know oh, there's always that one guy that ruins it for the rest yeah. of us the guy, i mean the guy that i was on here talking about like giving me a great head last year yeah, yeah fuck is, i ran into him he was in Bali. Yeah, he oh, lives yes, in Bali. Yes, yes, I, ran I, into him. I knew that. I knew that. I, knew I ran that. into him. Did he but say you heard I've, it? I've, uh, I've he also bumped it. into him. He doesn't know I know him, but I've seen him. I've, I ran into him and he was like, Oh, hey, Jess, how are you? And I was like, The fuck? Like, he saw me yesterday. I was like, The fuck? That is hilarious. Fuckhead. I was going to say, with old mate who's left, do you still speak or did you kind of go with well, there's no Jermaine? point? Yeah, did mm. you? Does right. there, is there any point carrying on this? Like, if you know what I mean? So the last night that we spent together, like, it was this was like simmering for me because I knew I needed to say something, which is kind of rare for me. Like I usually will hold emotions in. Mm. And so I said, I, I, just, I just was like, I don't want to try and text you this later. I'm just going to say it to your face. I know that, you know, we agreed on a barley thing, but a lot's happened since then. And, you know, we both, we, there's both, there's feelings both ways here. Mm. Um, and like obviously no pressure in terms of, a relationship or future or anything but like i would like to see you again and uh he started by saying i don't think so <laughs> so i burst into tears oh wow. and then he kind of was then he kind of softened it he said like you know it's difficult i'm traveling you live somewhere else um and a lot of girls get caught up with us um and they like they see our lifestyle and they enjoy it and they so they they want to keep seeing us and i was like uh, wash your fucking mouth out. Yeah, I was what? never here for your fucking lifestyle. So anyway, we corrected, of course, corrected yeah. on that. But we had a conversation the next day and I said, you know, exactly the same thing. And he's like, I, I don't remember. Like it was not a hard 
fuck yes. It wasn't a fuck yes, but it wasn't like a no and I never want to see you again. It was just like, well, you know, logistically and rationally, it does get. It's, prob- it's probably it one of those situations where he doesn't want to say yes because if someone wants to say yes, then there'd be that there'd be a party that will just hold on to that exactly and then he's obviously off traveling and he's probably on boats and is, seeing other women and he's in other vvip yeah yep. like yep. The, like he's gonna be he's in vvip yeah he's Paris. gonna be around all, very very important people oh sorry yeah I, was, I thought it was like a new like i um, mean he's like his his job is essentially to like well not his job but like yeah there's a lot of very attractive but for me i would i would probably be the same if that was a situation i knew oh if i'm gonna be off traveling probably meeting other girls mm. Like I would, it would be stupid of me to tell a girl yes. Like, yeah, he doesn't know. And to his credit, he never said anything the whole time. Like he never said that in the come and meet me that. in Mykonos. Yeah. Come and blah blah blah. He never said any of that oh, except what he was on MDMA. But uh, are <laughs> you? So, so the question I asked was: Sorry, are you still texting? We're still talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the question. He FaceTimed me this morning actually with <laughs> yeah, his mate. That's what I wanted to know. That's what sorry, I wanted yes, to know. Sorry. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah, we're still okay. talking. They so it's not me. like, let's like, you know, because obviously if we're not going to, it's kind of just still left like in the air. I then. said to him, I was like, don't contact me for yeah. like, no. Just chit chat. Yeah, I don't need yeah. it. Like, mm. I like, don't pretend. It kind of like ruins it as well when you, you have this like really great experience and then it turns into how, how was your day? It's like, fuck, we were never like, how was your day? Yeah. It was always a lot more than that. It was a, there was a deeper level of connection. Don't turn it into something that's just like, you know, friends part, like strangers passing. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah please don't feel obliged to do it. Like, don't, don't do it out of obligation. He's like, no, nah, I would never. So there's, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of stress around it for mm. me. Like, oh, is this the last time I'm going to hear from him? But now I'm kind of just like. Just letting it be. Yeah, and just he's got. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. <clears throat> do you find that easy? Easy to like sit with because like you you know it's it's almost like it is what it is. I might hear from him. I might not. Would it? Would you feel better to be like a definitive yes or a definitive no? Um, because there's closure, right? Past Jess would say, yeah, I really struggle with it, but now I'm kind of okay. I'm like getting. I'm getting better at sitting in the like going with the flow with it. Mm. Fair. Um. And yeah, it doesn't feel like if I need to cut it off, I'll cut it off. Um, but it doesn't feel too hard at the moment. Fair. Yeah. So you're in the state of going with the flow. Yeah, but I like I did struggle a little bit when I first came home, and mm. you know he's in like other countries partying and whatever, and you're like, mm, but like fuck it, whatever, whatever happens, you know. Yeah, fair. What's uh, what's your best like maybe your three takeaway points from the whole experience? From that, yeah, uh, definitely. Well, we've got drop your type. Definitely, definitely drop your type. Go and talk to more people. I I can one hundred percent agree with that. Mm. I don't think people. I don't think people should be allowed to have one singular type. No, no. Nah. And like, I don't Never. even know what I was. North England, South England. I don't even know what I was <laughs> doing when I approached. I think I went up to him and said, "Are you English or Aussie?" Because he looks. I don't know. I don't know. He was German, and I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Um, so it was completely accidental. Um, so definitely that, but also I just learned, I relearned just to be vulnerable where you can be. And I think that's, that experience was the most vulnerable I've been in a long time. Mm. It wasn't just, it, it was like, I would tell him something, but yeah, it was vulnerability, but it was also like, I would tell him something. I'd be articulate about what I thought or what I needed or what I wanted or whatever. And then that's it. I drop it in and then I learned to just be like, he'll do 
what he needs to do with that information. In response to that, yeah. If he doesn't come back, he doesn't come back. If he does, great. He did every time, but like, yeah, I think it's it's been a massive learning around. And I think that's something for men too. Like men will do whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm. You just got to let them go, do their thing, and how they act and how they respond is everything. Mm. I was going to say with the, um, with the being vulnerable thing, I think that's it, it's a really hard thing for people to do until they do it. I think the easiest way to kind of tell people how to do it is that there are moments where you feel something is very uncomfortable and that yes. would make you feel less uncomfortable in that moment. Just do the very uncomfortable thing. Yes. And that's the easiest way to like differentiate how you will then become more open. Just every time go, just fuck it. And it's, it's like, give yourself five seconds, just do it. Just do yeah. the uncomfortable thing. And the more you do it, the easier it is. And that's just like... And like I said, in the days leading up to him leaving or the day before, I like I said, there was this like feeling like it was simmering. Mm. I was like, I cannot say it and just let it go and I can text him about it later or I can fucking say it. And so yeah, I fair. just said it, you know. I think that's great. Yeah, so if one It gets really... easier as well. Like, you know, like the more you do it, you're like, it just becomes second nature. Yeah. And I think... And also within the job that you do as well you help people through stuff like this yeah. and vulnerability is one probably key pillar and um, that you speak to people. So it's also good that you're able to then put yourself out there and practice what you preach as well. Yeah. Then and you can yeah. also speak about it from a reference point. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the time, like I don't, I, I guide people yeah. through it, but I, I'm still scared shitless. Preach mm. the game, don't play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coach the game, don't play it. <laughs> I'm still scared shitless. Um, but yeah, so vulnerability for sure. I mean, tell people what you want and what you need. Um, but also drop into like going with the flow. Uh, and that's another point that I had in going with the flow. Like um, I kind of had this like re reawakening around women having sex because mm. I think in 2023 women are a lot more dominant and a little bit aggressive mm. sexually. And In terms of? Well, when we want to have sex, we try and make it happen you know okay. kind of impatient mm -hmm. um and <coughs> i think true. yeah yeah well do you agree uh, I, I know girls who are like that if they want to go either just go and message someone say come wrong yeah i wouldn't say it's more like being more great that's why i was not trying to put it into context but like as in more forthcoming with their intentions say you're you're like back at your place and there's a girl there and you don't want to have sex but I mean, it will never happen to you. <laughs> that you is want... deeply offensive and true. <laughs> deeply <laughs> offensive and true. You don't want to have sex, but you know that she wants to have sex. Like most girls will like try and make it happen. Mm. You know, like we are, we are now a little bit impatient with it. <clears throat> okay. Um, and whilst I'm not dominant in the bedroom, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> dominant in the bedroom. I can be impatient. She just goes with the flow. <laughs> But I can be impatient yeah, yeah. and I definitely have this feeling of like if a guy's in my bed and he's sleeping there and we haven't had sex, I'm like, what? oh, what's he here for? I don't get yeah. it, you know? So from him I learned to kind of like lean back and not – and I really, really had to be patient with him. But when I was patient and let him take the lead, then he was able to – it's like it kind of increases his – dominant slash masculinity yeah it allows them to sit in their masculine because I'm not in the masculine trying to make it happen mm. and because a lot of women now have a lot of masculine energy because they're independent they're ambitious blah 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 so that often transfers to the bedroom so 
yeah, when you lean back and let the guy be dominant and be masculine and they come to you, it's like it's so much more rewarding. Yeah. It's so much more sexy because they really want you and you really want them and then, yeah. It just but he, he obviously created an environment and a, and a, an environment for you where you're able to basically relax and then he could then become that masculine energy because I guess for a lot of women, a lot with men, the men don't create that safe space for them where they can maybe fall into their feminine and then allow the man to lead. So I've got so many like um friends that who are women who are quite successful in the job, own their own business, but they say they struggle to fall into their feminine because throughout life, in the workplace especially, they're always having to be masculine yeah. in order to survive and to succeed. So they've been with dudes who they weren't able to then fall in back into feminine because the dudes mm -hmm. just weren't shit you know what i mean yeah. so i guess for you and for most women if they do find a guy who is good and is safe and allows for you to feel safe then yeah, that's when they you and then you can fall back mm. into he, he certainly did but i really just in the end had to be like okay hands off like the erection is not in the room with us. I'm not going to do anything. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to... not going to jump your bones, bro. Yeah, I'm just going to wait. But I think that women, like, I don't know, reflecting on it, I think that women do so often take steps forward towards men and we take steps forward and step forward rather than letting them come to mm. us. And I think there needs to be a little bit more For sure. letting them come to us. I've, 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 I've said I've, to... Go on. No, no, go on. Go on. I've said to um, a few girls, though, when they've said, oh, they've been dating loads of guys and the guys have been shit... The guys are approaching them. The guys are messaging them first. I'm like, well, maybe it's time. Maybe you flip it. Maybe you pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some women who've who said like every guy they've dated for so far has been this, has been that, has been that. It's not been great. It's like maybe you should just be the one that chooses some night. Like you do. You <coughs> approach the, the the guy that you met who you you've like had that thing with. You went yeah. up and approached him. You took it upon yourself to go out and choose this dude that you find attractive, and it worked fucking fantastic. So yeah. I think sometimes if things aren't working in one way that you're doing it. Sometimes it's important 100%. to maybe just flip it up and do something different in 100%. order to get a different result. It's um, it's interesting when, like I speak to people about this and they're like, um, the dating game is shit and there's no people out there, which, you know, each each and every person has their own experience. But usually when I'm like, oh, cool. So like, you know, when was the last date you went on? I haven't been on dating ages. Oh, cool. Like what's going on with dating apps? Don't really use them. Oh, cool. Like what's the last guy you approach? I don't approach. So you're saying yeah. this is shit experience, but you're also not putting exactly. yourself in a position to get it. Like, to and then you're like, well, why don't you? Oh, I don't want to. Well, then you can't say it's shit. You, you're shit. You're yeah, shit. Like exactly. that. And, and that's okay. But at least like acknowledge it and go like, I'm the reason this is happening. Yeah. And it's almost, I, I say to people, there is a benefit to you taking ownership in you being a bit shit. Because yeah. at least you're doing it and it's your choice. Mm. But by saying it is shit, you're giving power to the universe of like, it's none of my fault. And it's like, just fucking take ownership. Yeah. Exactly. And that's okay. And for every like one guy that I did meet in <coughs> Bali, I'd approach 12 others. Mm. Or I'd spoken to 12 others on Bumble. You're like in a dude ratio vibes there. <laughs> for every 10 you approach, mm. one person says hello back. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. Like, I love it. I think, numbers I think, game I think more people could also be a bit kinder to themselves as well, where it's like, I'm having a really shit time dating and that's okay. Just by saying, and that's all right, it's like, this will happen. Mm. Like the time will come. Don't act like you need to be in a place far beyond where you are at the moment. Just like, I'm not enjoying dating and that is okay. Yeah. Or like, I am going through a process of development and that is okay. You know, all these different things just allow you like a bit of like, 
who are you the pressure you're putting on yourself is that a comparison to where other people are at in their life yeah you yeah. got to give yourself a bit of grace yeah. interestingly enough i went through something like that in bali too because after i was seeing wet lettuce and he was a dickhead i was like i did my typical like fuck this i need to like feel mm. an era i'm not going to talk to any guys i just like i just can't do this anymore da, da, da. and one of my friends just said to me like just you know like obviously wet lettuce is gone cool like mm. we created a boundary around that he's a dickhead but like just keep going, you know, like keep, just go back to it and like keep plugging away. Like you don't yeah. have to like go hard out, but still stay open. Yeah. So I think. Just, just play the game. <laughs> the point is just to play the game. Yeah. And like, you don't have all, to be. You're not always about winning the game. That's, exactly. that's the point. Sometimes playing the game is winning. Like, yeah, that that is it. If you're playing the game, you're winning. Yeah, and, and, and I, that's it. I know? think it was just after Wet Lettuce that I met Jermaine, and maybe the weekend after. I, yeah, it was like a weekend afterwards, um, where I was like, mm, I should not do this anymore. Like, I should fucking stop these guys and blah 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 blah. blah. Mm. Um, and I was like, I need to take a step back. And I was like, No, nah, you know, like just keep going. But like, you don't have to fucking go turbo on it. Yeah, but just keep. Doing the same thing you're doing. Approach a guy if you see him. Have a great. chat, whatever. I think that's it. Yeah. I love it. I do. Well, thank you for being back. That's fucking, that is, yeah, always great to have a chat with you. <laughs> I love the, the the massive contrast between all our episodes. Mm. Last know. time she had her legs open, rubbing her vagina, talking about giving head. <laughs> and now we're into the nitty gritty of emotion. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's growth. Flies, but, you know. That's on growth. The emotions. You look back in years to come and listen to these episodes and think, "Fuck!" Yeah, each episode was so different. So much growth and I still still had light change. Just FYI, I still had really great sex. Like the the giving head articles are still, you know. Oh, very good. But Nick's. We'll 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 beep that out. Yeah, we'll we'll just beep it. We'll not. (laughs) That's not Jermaine, but the other guy, the giving head articles guy. He's like off. Yeah. I thought he was the be all and end all, but he ain't. There you go. Mm. I I leveled up. As That's always. what we need always. And, and as always, if you want to find Jess, she's at the boy, boy detox. Yep, sure. Um, is that the main, that, that, that's the main page as well. That's the main page. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's the main. And page. if you want to see the Bali yeah, Dating Diaries, then just slide into my DMs and yeah. I'll add you to my close friends. They're great, by the way. They are really, really. It's a, good, it's a good. roller coaster. It is. Right? I really like to see it because I'm like, how the fuck do you get? Are you a magnet for just this bullshit? Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? She, she goes out and searches. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then sometimes it's like you know, super romantic and yeah. fucking watching it's dolphins. Well, it's, it's well balanced. Secretly, yeah. you love it when this happens. You're like, this is going to be great content. I yeah, like, I kind fuck. of true. Yeah, yeah. You could have cooked that. You could have kicked the guy who shouts in your bed. You're like. I'm going to leave him there and see what happens. This will be good content <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. I actually wasn't going to gonna put that on TBDD because I was just mortified. mortified yeah. And I was, was mortified about his response too. Like, get uh. the fuck out of my house. But I was mortified and then I just, it just got off. It just had to go. Uh, I can't wait for you to shag him one day and be like, no, I'm, ne- I'm never shagging him. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Never. Uh, well, well so much thank you very much, on. Jessica. You're welcome. As always, stay safe and uh, yeah, more stories. Enjoy listening, guys. Peace.